today's expert process podcast. I'm Christina Faith. My name you? is Tia Joyer. Hi, everybody. I'm Jezebel Montero. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Tiffany Yancey. Hello. Mm-hmm. I am Shimmy DeSawyer. Meet the ladies participating in a monthly film panel put on by the Independent Film Association of Philadelphia and my friend Floyd Marshall Jr. Now, every once in a while, I'll come across a gem I want to share with you guys, and this is it. The panel runs a little long, so I've decided to break it into four parts so that you can easily digest it all. The wisdom these ladies have to share is significant. Trust me. Oh, and on a quick side note, I've heard you guys and the expert process teas are coming out soon. They'll be here just in time for spring. And along with a couple of new guest hosts that'll be helping me out and some new sponsors to boot. So sit back, get your notepads out and enjoy the show. Do you know six in 10 businesses will fail within the first five years? First five years. Or 43% of Americans need a side hustle just to make ends meet? Just to make ends meet? Or that it takes 10,000 hours to master any subject? Any subject. Welcome to the Expert Process Podcast, where we cut the time to mastery in half with our seasoned pros. And now, from Atlanta, Georgia, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide. here's your resident expert, Durante Smith. New Year. We are now in 2020. We have just started a new year. We just started a new decade. And I'd like to welcome you to the Roaring 20s. Now, this is the Expert Process Podcast, and I'm your host, Durante Smith. And it's my job to interview some of the most hardworking, highly successful professionals on the planet. This show follows a 12-week online masterclass at theexpertprocess.com, where you'll learn from start to finish what it takes to make it in your industry, as the program is chock full of professional advice, resources, and even industry contacts to help you get to the next level in less than half the time. As you might expect, the masterclass changes from industry to industry every 12 weeks. Now, the podcast is your introduction. The masterclass is the blueprint, and I'm your guide. Now, buckle up and get ready for the ride. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Airbnb. Now, if you're like me, you like to travel in comfort, style, but also economically when you can. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not keen on staying in someone else's home. That is, until I discovered Airbnb. My friend. My very first stay was about six years ago in Santa Monica, California. Ironically, during the American film market. I stayed in a beautiful home just 1.26 miles from the beach. And then there was the weekend getaway to Knoxville, which was incredible. Our hosts were top-notch. They made breakfast for us. They made... Um, She actually made lunch, which was, I mean, insane. It was a music festival going on. So there was just great live music. Uh, We had dinner on the uh, river there at one of the local establishments, barbecue joints. And it was just a great experience. Then there was uh, Daytona that we got away for, again, for another short trip. It was about four hours down and back. And uh, Daytona was just, it was incredible. Great food, great weather. The beach was just beautiful. And it was the great time of year to go. So one other thing, 
locally here in Atlanta, we have a ton of just awesome Airbnbs. And then there's the the treehouse here, which I hope to go to very soon and take my daughter to. That's here in Atlanta that you can stay in. And it stays booked out, I think, six months out in advance. So that's one you definitely want to put on your list. Now, I'm a believer in crowd sharing and the disruptor industry. And I love, love, love me some Airbnb. So do yourself a favor and try it out. You can use my promo code to save $55 off your first adventure. Just go to bit.ly forward slash expert process Airbnb. Again, that's bit.ly bit.ly forward slash expert process Airbnb for your getaway or staycation today. And now for the finale of our series. When you take somebody's money, you gotta you gotta give, you gotta give something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so filmmaking is the is is the most um, it has it has the it's it's the biggest risk. It's it's more riskier than gambling when somebody gives money because they know that money might not never come back, right. mm-hmm. no matter how much it makes, because they don't know what else so happens. Mm-hmm. And so you have to just know that as you're giving. Um, and also be very mindful how you give, be mindful, what you give, yeah. uh, because sometimes, sometimes your giving can put you in debt in a greater way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for example, I won't trade services very rarely would I'll ever trade services because I got to think about, oh my gosh, we're about to literally spend about 400 hours editing. Mm-hmm. And do I have time to do that? Um, not unless it's like a big, it's a big thing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what do you, you want me to do what? Um, and so I think it's just for funding, it's just a give and take. So for for me, like I said, I did. I came out of my own pocket. I went into my savings, mm-hmm. and I exhausted almost a good portion of it. Wow! But it was okay because wow. once. Now let me just back up. I know producers. I know people in high places. I couldn't get anything. Like I couldn't get them to read the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah. like, how am I supposed to get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And honest to goodness, when I make it, I can't imagine that it's going to be that hard, especially for people that I know. Mm-hmm. And these aren't people that I just met like at the ABFF. These mm-hmm. are people that I know know. Mm-hmm. And so once I made the movie mm-hmm. and I really had something to, to show for it, mm-hmm. It was and the first question was, how did you pay for this? Mm-hmm. I paid for it. Right. And then the conversation changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a producer in my house two weeks ago that saw my a clip of my next short film. Mm-hmm. And already he's like, okay, when you finish, when this, is, this process is complete, let me know. I'm going to put you in touch with this person. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, people like, want to know. No, no, really. <laughs> you have known me for almost yeah. 30 years. Are you kidding me? So you have to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, because I've spent so much of my money, <laughs> now I have to sell things. <laughs> your mouth is full. Yeah. Your mouth is full. <laughs> yeah, like I have to sell things. I have some really nice handbags. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They don't have the same value to me now yeah. because mm-hmm. my now you got movie a dream. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. means so, so much mm-hmm. to me. Right. Telling my you. mother is so proud mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. My son was like, Mom, you 
really made a movie. Yeah. So now I have a two year old, oh, my granddaughter, she's almost two. She sings, at, like she walks around singing. She's oh in my, my next God. movie. So, so her parents are like, we don't have any money to, to help you if you're going to make this movie. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Because mm-hmm. I have other things that I can sell mm-hmm. so I can make movies so she can be in it. Wow. And so you have to put your money where your mouth you is. You do. Yeah. And yeah. I like to be in charge. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. Tiffany, I don't want anybody coming in and telling me what mm-hmm. I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't want... Um, yeah. I want to assume the risk yeah. because there is a lot of risk involved. There, is. there really is. And, and so you don't just pay for the film itself. Mm-hmm. Like you, There's copyright issues. Yeah. Oh, there are so many other things. That's how I end up writing my own songs for mm-hmm. my stuff because trying to get clearance. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, I wrote lyrics to, for a song that a producer I really, really trust gave to me. And I submitted it for another, like another movie. They were looking for music. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna send this. And then I get this email alert and I go back to the producer. I'm like, hey, there's a chance that this song um, has some copyright issues. What's going on? So they went back and they checked Mm -hmm. it and they're like, oh yeah, there was some looping from the original because it was a remix. I don't know, I'm not, I don't do that. I Mm -hmm. just want the beat. And so I didn't hear that. And so, now I can't submit it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and so yeah. now... Oh, the music like, situation, you got to yeah. be careful. Yeah, and so, but my name was on it. So now mm-hmm. what? Are they going to trust me if I submit again? There are so many factors involved. I'm a mm-hmm. one-man shop. I can't afford to pay people. Mm-hmm. I have, like, no team. So my, another thing... My what? friends on my team, they're at their nine-to-five jobs. And I'm like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, there is a lot, a lot. So the investment is not just your money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's time. Is, it's your Tons time. Of time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's your sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this just to, yeah. you know, this, If don't get into this business if you're just, just doing this just to get famous or just to get... No, There's other whatever. ways to be famous. No, no, seriously. There's other ways. You see, I mean, you hear these, like, going listening to everybody's story, it's like, you have to be willing to sacrifice, you know what I mean, exhaust your savings, take, you know, uh, uh, money from whatever it is and invest it because you love it. Right. You know what I mean? This has to be your passion. Like, you have to wake up and like, you know what? I cannot, I can't function until I get this project done. I have yeah. to do this. Right. Like, if the last thing I do, you know, if I leave this earth, at least I, I said I created a film. Just like yeah. I said, with your, yeah. you know, your granddaughter, grandson said, you know what? You made a film. Mm-hmm. You know, you did, and, and when you create it and you sacrifice and you, Put it out there, and you're like, yo, I did that. You know what I mean? Just that fulfillment. No matter what happens after it, just this, just the fact that you did it and put it out there, and people saw the work that you put into it. That's like that's the best feeling. And having people come out and see your vision on you know on this big screen, like you know what I mean? Whatever money, if it's money, I believe you know money's going to come. It's going to happen gonna when come. it's going. It's going right. to come when it's. That's the that's the mentality you have to have. Because if you get in this saying, oh, I ain't got no money, I'll have this and that, you have to do it because you love this. It's a passion. It's a passion. You have to be passionate about creating. And if you're in this just to be famous or to make a, mo- a lot of money, like you said, you want to lose money. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the wrong attitude because if you're actually getting into it to make money, it's, you need to go find something. Right, like exactly. Yeah. In, in a real different estate. business. Yeah. In the real estate. There are going to be years. Yes. I mean, this is, this is their panel, but... I did not make my first 
dying until I wrote a script for her friend, for Karen Martin's, Karen Wall Martin's friend. Mm -hmm. And I had been in the business for 10 years. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I got my first check where it was actually my money. Mm -hmm. 10 years, mm -hmm. laying in my birds, 10 years. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to add real quick. No, no, I just wanted to add this technical stuff about, you know, self-funding and how much you, you know, because I'm not a numbers person. You also have to teach, do, guys, use the internet, do, do, do as much research. I had to learn how to write a film proposal. I had to learn how to do a top sheet line budget. I didn't even know what that was. So it's like... You really have to learn a lot, a lot of things that you normally as an artist wouldn't need to know. Business. You know, the business side. That's what we were talking right. about on an interview we did, the Steve Knight show. It was like the business side. You And I learned so much. You know, a film proposal is really important. I'm, I'm doing one now for the pitch deck that, I, that I'm, that I'm com, uh, compiling for, for the Latino film market. So... I hate that stuff, but you have to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to know it and you have to do it. And when, you be, when, you be, when you're a producer, you should know line, top sheet, budget. You should know the above the line, the below the line. Absolutely. You got to know all that stuff. I didn't know any of that stuff as an actor. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what a, what a line producer did. Mm -hmm. So these are things that you need to learn also to walk into a room and to know what you're talking about. Because mm -hmm. you don't want the person to be condescending and be condescending right. because they're right. That's right. One shot. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you will never, ever, 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 ever get in that room again. No, the Eminem, the you only got one shot. You and know the Eminem it. song? You got yeah, one, one shot. So you must do your due diligence. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, it's called show business. Yeah, educate yourself. Yeah. It's not show. Mm -hmm. It's show. And, and guess what? S H O W. It's four, four letters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Business is a couple more. Yes. So the business part takes a little bit longer. Yes. It does. So if you don't learn the business, business. side of this, mm -hmm. you are doomed to failure. Yeah. And yeah. that's right. and learn it at the lowest level. Mm -hmm. If you are walking outside with your phone, your camera phone, and on a shoot a video, learn the business side. Yes. Yes. Learn the business side. And that includes marketing. Absolutely. No, includes yeah. marketing. Includes you know using social media the best mm -hmm. way. It includes. Everything and do your numbers, you know, like she said, like, like, what's your name again? Christina. Christina, like Christina said too, and Tiffany, you know, you you could do the budget, actually do a budget. I, I write this stuff down on a piece of paper with a oh, pencil. I know what I spent, you know, yeah, no, you gotta know how much it really costs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, yeah, yeah. food five bucks a person. Well, let's talk about that. Do the budget, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Social media. <sighs> how are you guys, how, Crystal? How are you? How are you? Let's go down the line again. We run it, we run it tight, so we're gonna keep it short. But how do you guys use social media to generate interest for your projects? You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. I wanna share something with you guys. Most of you probably don't know I'm a single parent of a beautiful seven year old little girl. I won't go into details about really any of that because it's not relevant. But as a single parent, a single dad with a vision to mold his daughter's outlook, I sat her down and we discussed how she could build her own brand, develop her own TV shows as really it's a new day. She can do what she wants to do. So we just released our first few pieces of her apparel brand, Madison Lauren, and we're launching her YouTube channel next week. You do realize you can play YouTube through your television set, through your smart TV app, Roku, or really any other set-top device now, right? 
So in an effort to support my seven-year-old aspiring model, aspiring filmmaker, aspiring chef, and aspiring climate activist, I ask you to follow her at Madison Lauren Apparel and Accessories on Facebook or visit her website for great gift ideas at Thrifty Lil Diva. That's T-H-R-I-F-T-Y-L-I-L-D-I-V-A dot me. So again, that's Madison Lauren Apparel and Accessories on Facebook or Thrifty Lil Diva. That's T-H-R-I-F-T-Y-L-I-L-D-I-V-A dot me. ThriftyLilDiva.me. Okay, Madison, what's your motto? We love you just the way you are. Uh, <laughs> they grow up so fast. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> now back to the show. Okay. Uh, well, for my project, I don't put anything on social media because um, I think in documentary especially, it's really important to be... Uh, very private with the things that you make. Mm. There's so many ways that privileged filmmakers can come in and swoop in and take your story. And yeah, and you should also be very careful with executive producers and producers that you bring in. I've had a lot of friends that uh, there's just there's a lot of um stealing people's ideas. There's like even Academy Award nominated films that have been stolen from like women of color and like trans women. Wow. So literally don't give anybody your script. Don't give anybody your footage. Don't, you know, like clear contracts with people and like written agreements with people because there's a big history of stealing films, stealing ideas from um, like filmmakers of color. Yeah, and I've seen it at all stages. Make sure everybody signs an NDA, non-disclosure, non-disclosure agreement. It can only help you so much. Just be very careful about what you let other people have access to. Like, don't let people have access to your footage. You know, like, be very careful about what you allow people to see. And so, like, if you check out, like, Sundance um, documentaries that got in, can't find uh, trailers for any of them. You can maybe find a few stills, but you can't find any trailers. Um, I think part of it is because of trying to figure out distribution. It's also because you can't, so, I'm sorry, with film festivals, you can't really, so, unless it's, so for example, it's not, unless it's certain categories, you can't show them to to other, like, to, to everyone online. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I have shorts that no one has seen that have been in film festivals because mm-hmm. that's a part of when you sign up. Right. Um, and so a big part of it is just distribution, but specific film specific films run around certain film festivals intentionally so they can uh, drum up distribution. Right. Right. So let me ask you a question with that. So when you're saying, so they're actually, so I'm, I'm a little confused. You're saying they're actually stealing the footage. Oh yeah. So oh, then what, yeah. so, so then, okay. So if, if it's stolen, then what are they, what are they actually doing with it? Because it's someone else's footage. So, I mean, I'm not... Well, stealing somebody's footage could be anything from, like... uh, There's a beautiful film called Shirkers that's about this white man who stole all this young woman's footage, and she was making um, her narrative film, and he ran off to the United States with her footage. She's from Singapore. Singaporean. It, It literally won, like, the... In Sundance, the documentary category. Oh my God. So it's a film about him stealing. Yeah. My and, oh my and, God! And, and it won. <laughs> it really but then I also know like other filmmakers who will be making like incredible stories. Um, and then there's an article written about that 
that person that they're following, for example. Wow. And then um, a white American crew will come in with a lot of money and want to make that film and literally like pay the people in your film um, and like take all of your your research. But wait, but what about intellectual property? What did, did, did nobody suing anybody? I mean, that's intellectual property. Did they register? For I don't understand media? either. If it's a documentary. Um, well, I, I get documentary because you can take. Okay, so right. I get that. It's documentary. Oh, it's different from narrative in that film, sense. Like give like their film scripts to let's say an executive from I don't know Universal. Give them their script and then that script is gone. That's true. You know, and then you never mm-hmm. ten years later that Twilight script was actually my film. You know, for yeah. Example. Like that happens. Another reason often. to do it. It doesn't matter whether you copyright, whether you do non disclosures, people can still steal your stuff. Yeah. Just rebrand it just a little bit and it's completely different. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's I mean that's, but that's part of that's part of I think it. That could be narratives too. That's it's anything. That's a part of the I think that's a part of the game in a sense. I was listening mm-hmm. to John August's podcast, um, script notes. And the issue, for example, with scripts is that before your script gets to a certain hand, it's passed around a lot of hands that you don't even know it gets passed around mm-hmm. because that's how it gets bought. Um, I know like with, with documentary, for example, um, if you see your footage anywhere, you need to do a cease and desist because if they don't have licensing to use it, then they're in violation as well. Like I think I've, I probably have archived and licensed over like $500,000 worth of, worth of footage. And people have definitely like, if they see something and it's not, it's not, it's like, hold up, I didn't get my royalties for that. They will definitely tell you. But it's not only that, it could be like, let's say you have a producer um, that comes on who uh, is experienced and well-known in the industry. And, uh, you know, they also put in a co-director, for example, because that director will help you get grants. Um, oftentimes, they'll try to, like, remove that, the initial director, slowly, mm-hmm. like, pushing them out of the project. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. like your name will still be on it, but you did absolutely no work. You had uh, no say in the edit. Like your entire project is gone. But then there's also like funder panels. Like there's this, there's a really wonderful documentary. Well, actually, so uh, there's a documentary <laughs> about Marsha P. Johnson. Um, it was a, it was like Academy Award nominated, and like during the nominations, it came out that the white man who made this documentary actually stole the idea and the research from this incredible, amazing, like, um, trans black woman filmmaker. So literally, it was just, he like learned about this idea out of Thunder Panel and stole it. So it, just be very careful about what you put out there and what you put on social media. Those people live in my building. <laughs> oh, do they really so, live in our building? I didn't know this. I can social on the social media. Yeah. So with I'm sorry. It's um wait. You mean yeah. Marsha P. Johnson? Yeah. Oh Marsha P. Johnson is yeah, she she died. Yeah, yeah those people live in my door. The people connected to her. Oh the, the the director of that film. But yes, he was a yeah, he does. But that's still in litigation. Yes, but I know uh, he's he straight up stole it. Like let's yeah, be real. He, he stole it. Wow. <laughs> It's, there's like written proof that she was on this funder. Does that happen more in documentaries? And does that happen a lot in documentaries? No, it happens in everything. It happens, it happens in everything. Yeah. I was watching a show last everything. night, and I definitely yeah. sent I sent our show to this particular um, producer for feedback, which is fine. And I definitely saw some similarities, but that's to be expected. Right. Every there, uh, it, it's nothing that you can really do about it besides Sue, the woman from The Matrix. She got her check. Um, and yeah, so, and so, it took her a while, but she got it. Yeah, you can't. So, for example, if, for example, 
if if I'm marketing something, and social media is really big as far as it doesn't necessarily get eyes on your project, but it gives you social validity, right? Mm -hmm. Where people see that you're actually moving and you're working. Um, I think that a lot of the people that we that we follow on social media or that follow us, they sometimes in our specific level will come back to us later after they say like, oh, that's what you're doing, right? And so I think that social media is great to to remind people that it exists. I think email and text message is more um, is more effective in general. Um, so for example, we're selling tickets right now and somebody just hit me up and they were like, hey, I'm not on social media right now, but I am working through text. And I'm like, honestly, your text is gonna convert more than your social media is. Um, and so I just think with social media, I don't think you should share everything. That's number one. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about footage-wise. Well, footage-wise, it depends on how, what you're marketing. So if you're marketing a, a, a feature or a short yeah. film or a, a series, you're going to have to put it out there. Yeah, that's of course. Just, yeah. That's, yeah. Just, yeah. That's, yeah. that's just our reality. But if you're shopping for something for distribution, no. you should not. Oh, no. Right? no yeah, 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 so yeah. if you're shopping it for distribution, you can't put it anywhere because they don't want it after that. They right. want exclusivity. Yeah. They mm -hmm. want to be able to put it on multiple, multiple platforms. Use um, social so, media as any company would use it for advertising. Exactly. It's you're going to put a trailer. It's advertising. Yeah, you're going to put it. It's free advertising. You're going to put the trailer up. You're going to put the trailer You're going to put the poster. You're going you're gonna to put, you know, behind the scenes up. And That's how you use it. I think whenever anyone asks for certain things, normally, like, people have asked me for stuff, like, when I'm doing something like this. And I'm like, what? What do you need that for? You don't need that. Um, and sometimes people are trying to get your footage. That's just a reality, especially if it's good. And they, they, some people will slice it up and start sending it to people and saying it's their own. Um, I've seen that happen. And so I think just in general, social media is a great tool, but it's a horrible master. And a lot of people use it and it becomes their master in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. They think that that is the like, you know, it's, it's um, what is the, the brain thing that it does to you? The endorphin. It gives mm -hmm. us endorphins when we get a like. And so um, even Facebook has come, the people have come out with studies. One of the, yeah. the initial founder of Facebook, he won't even allow it in his social media in his home because he knows what they're doing to us. And so I think in a big, in a big way, you have to use it because it is our social validity of, of, of our century. Um, but at the same time, it cannot be which how you measure your ability as a right, filmmaker. Right. Um, right. There's there's nothing like telling someone that you know and giving them the gist of your film, right? Um, and even when um when we were at a panel in New York, um, they had all the major studios there. And we were asking them questions, and somebody asked the question was, how does social media and social media influencers convert in film? They were like, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Um, what converts is the grassroots people, the people with 3,000 and less, them posting it and telling their followers about it because we trust them more. We know somebody has 10,000 followers or a check mark that they're selling us, right? And so you're like, oh, it's an ad, I don't really care. But if your homegirl posted and she only got like 400 followers and 10 people go watch it, that's a greater conversion. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. A quick reminder, if you haven't signed up for the free webinar yet, pause what you're doing, open a new window on your phone or computer, go to theexpertprocess.com and join now. You can thank me later. Now, back to the show. So with that, because we're on time, since we're talking about social media. Did we cover everything, though, that you wanted to cover? No. Oh, girl, we, it's just possible. so much. It's so much. I do want to say, I do want to say about social media. It can be a powerful tool if you use it in the right way. Yeah. What I'm doing now is, as filmmakers, we have, we're creating a product. 
Mm -hmm. And we have to create a product for a certain target market and a demographic. Who's going to see your project? And at this grassroots level, and we don't have the distribution, who is going to see? Who are you making your films for? Who is you making your projects for? So just from my experience, learning, I have a background in sales and marketing. I'm using social media right now for my series. It hasn't even been put out yet, but I'm reeling in the people who is called the introvert life. I have an Instagram page called The Introvert Life, and I post funny memes about being an introvert. And I'm building my following and building my people who have this interest. So when I create my pilot and I put it out there, I already have a following people who relate to my project, to my product. So you have to use social media in a way it's like, okay, how can I use it to monetize? And also, too, it's like, okay, I can you know create a following, monetize it, make money, use that to fund your project while you are targeting those specific people who are going to come see it. You know what I mean? So as filmmakers, a lot of times we forget about, yeah, we're creating a project or a product. Basically, this is it business. Is a it's a product it's that we're trying to sell. Your company. Who are you selling it to? Who's going to come out and see it? You know what I mean? So it's like if you're creating something for a specific group of people, whether it's a rom-com or whatever that audience is, create it so that you, when you put it out there, they can already relate to it and they'll want to come see it. So that's what I've learned from my experience when I did my first film. It was, you know, oh, it's a great film. It's one, but the mark, I didn't have the marketing behind it. I didn't have the sales. I didn't have the, you know what I mean? And in this day and age, it's like you have to get the, pe the butts in the seat, the people to see it, the views. And that's where social media can be. Well, you create a, the buzz. You create you this create buzz. You create the buzz. And yeah. it's like, okay, I'm creating my project. If you already know, okay, this is what the theme of my series is. Let me start putting, uh, 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 you know, information or putting stuff out there to draw those people in who, who relate to the topic. And the hashtags are important in that sense. Right. So it's exactly. got to be the right hashtags mm -hmm. because people do that, follow hashtags. With that, mm -hmm. how, how does that help with distribution? Because I know a couple of you guys have distribution. So how does that how does that factor into sure the distribution? You know, <laughs> we, get, we do it the, the popcorn way. I've never heard of that. Well, it, it's how, like does that, how does that answer. factor into yeah. the distribution if a distribution company is looking at your film, are they also looking at what yes. you're doing on social media? Yes, yes. absolutely. They're how, looking at both. Yes. They're looking at both. I, yes. that, that's yeah. the answer. The answer it's, is you... And it's not always about how many followers you have. It's right. how actively engaged they are. Yeah, yeah. engaging. Um, right, yeah. It's, you know, we can't... You can't Twitter it, right, in a sense, on a... On a, on a grassroots way mm -hmm. because Twitter pops because people are watching it at the same time. Right. Um, but at the same time, um, are they leaving comments? Um, are you getting consistent views? So for example, are your analytics, because we're on Amazon, is our analytics going up or is it going down? They want to see those things. Um, and so I think just in general, it, it does matter. You need to have a presence because it also shows that you can market. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's social media is marketing. It's it's yeah. nothing else. It's marketing. Yeah. marketing. And so if you can't market, um, so for example, I had a manager that looked at our stuff and he was like, "All right, I see what you did. Try this instead, right?" Um, and so that's the first thing they did when they when they heard about my project was they went to our social media. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Not to cut you off. No, but I'm but done. Also, <laughs> respond to people when they you have to comment. Yes. Part. You do. Part. I do too. Yes. Respond to people when they leave right. comments right. because people don't have to. I'm, and I'm getting out of the um, you know the particulars about marketing and all of that. It's That's a, a major thing part of, of 
It is. But the thing is, no one has to like your post. No one has to take time out of their day to say, To look at it or watch it. I really like what you did or this is great. It doesn't take much to like their comment or to say thank you. Like, and I think that also helps to boost your engagement mm-hmm. yeah. because the more you interact in your comments, the more people but are that's willing your audience. to interact. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That is your audience. And that's I see cool. a lot of people that think that they're famous yeah. and they won't, you know, you'll be like, hey, that was, you know, I'm really feeling that clip where I like the picture or I love what you're doing and crickets. And you're just like, oh, okay. Like, you wow. should at least you should at least heart it. Yeah. Well, yeah, at, least least heart it. at least heart it. At least yeah. heart it. Like, and thank you for hearting mine. You know, I saw, I saw it. I put out a really good poster today. It took forever to, to get to get it where it is, but I'm pleased. No, we had somebody from the UK who saw Casanova as a woman because it's in the UK now. Write this whole review. A stranger from the UK, mm-hmm. literally a fan, write this whole review. And, and, and they saw an interview that I did a long time ago about Casanova was a woman. And they literally wrote this whole thing, t- uh, tagged me, and I wrote back. And I said, oh, my God, thank you so much for this. It was so sweet. that I mean, it wasn't even a heart. or It was a review. Right. <laughs> Just a regular person. Right. It's not even a critic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you so much. And they, they couldn't believe that I responded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course I would. Right. I mean, you took the time to write right. this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, it's on my, yeah. it's on my page. How else are you going to reach people That's from major. across? How, are, how else are you going to reach people in other countries for free? That's right. Like, so this is a free platform and if you're not using social media in the right way you are missing out like that is how you you cut out the middleman honestly is this at this grassroots level if you don't have a big budget if you don't have a production studio behind this you are connecting directly to your audience and to the and to, to the distributor your, too though because yeah, exactly. a distributor three watching. well they they're reached watching. out to us for casanova yeah. we got distribution because we were doing so much marketing the crowdfunding campaign was a success we won the awards we promoted this we pitched this we you know we we advertised mm-hmm. we marketed and advertised and three distribution companies reached out to us Said what, like you said, yeah. we're hearing about it. Da, da, da. I said okay, and, and I sent not, them the film, and we chose one eventually. Your film is not done when it's done. No, your film no. is no. done. Oh, that's you have just marketed to yes. everybody you know has seen. Just, so every yeah. time someone comes and they say they have, oh, I didn't, is that a it's book? I didn't know what it was. That's a new, that's a new audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of filmmakers, we stop at. I heard Ava DuVernay said, which is why she started Array, um, was that the issue was that she saw with independent filmmaking is that they didn't distribute their own stuff mm-hmm. right? right and so you get to a place where your film is done and you think you're done because yes. you're tied you it's almost like you have to get a it's like you're on skis and you got to get another way right. yeah. and, yeah. yeah. like, oh, and so so for me for example like we're done but i'm like jesus this is mad. now we got to go to every festival I do. and you don't like it and festivals honestly after you've been one you've been a while um but sometimes you get in a good city and you like, oh, this is a vacation, pray right. stop. Um, but uh, until until you are never actually, because guess what? Once you get get bigger, you still gonna have to sit on these panels and have these talks and meet people and love on people because you need people to 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 love your stuff because right. we can't profit and we can't keep making it unless people watch unless it. People exactly. Unless now, you, if you're making it for yourself. All power to you. Right. Let me know when your home screening is. But if you're making it for, <laughs> right. if you're making right. it for audience, 
audiences. But if you're making it for audiences, yes, you need we need to, the support. And, and you need to. And I think one thing that no one said is you need to let people critique your work. Mm -hmm. You know what? Sure. And that was. Oh, this is going to be the last question. Of the day. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. A quick reminder, if you haven't signed up for the free webinar yet, pause what you're doing, open a new window on your phone or computer, go to theexpertprocess.com and join now. You can thank me later. Now, back to the show. Critique versus criticism. Mm, I, I, I think there's a thin line. I don't care. Critique and criticism, but yeah. you have to have it. You got to have you both. Just, yeah. You just got to do mm -hmm. it. Critique yeah. versus criticism, and what do you do with it? Real quick. Okay, I, but I do think it's got to be... You could take the criticism from just anybody. You could take the criticism. You're going to get criticism. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. I've had Somebody people write like awful things on Amazon about, about my movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, but some of it you just got to weed out. The, yeah. the best thing is actually people you trust. Right. Take the critique and the criticism from people you trust. For me, when I do readings, I leave it open for a bunch of people. They give me all the input. I take what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I incorporate it. And then people you trust. You know, there are actors and writers and directors that you love and you trust them. You give it to them, they read it, and you got to take it. You got to take the criticism. And, I, and usually, right, usually when when it's true and it's right, it was in your mind. Yes. You just need somebody to tell you yeah, to do right. it. You just needed somebody to tell you. You just don't know which way to go about it and stuff. Yeah. But people, they, once you hear it, you're like, that, that's it. That's what I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I had to change it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's okay. You, your critique is good. Yeah. Criticism, it depends. There's a lot of jealous people out there, yeah, a lot of negative people, yeah. haters, haters and all that. I don't, you know, territory. you gotta you know. Gotta, you have to have a tough skin. And, and you have to know who to listen to. You exactly, don't listen to those people. Exactly. Like if people you, you trust. Have, like, yeah, I'm like, if you have, like, you know, I'm gonna take constructive criticism. You know what I mean? That's a difference. Like if you just somebody that's, that's spewing negativity, that's being hit because you jealous because you didn't have the balls to create your own project. That's I mean like okay, I know I'm a zone. There's you out. tons you, of people like yeah, that, and, and you're gonna get that. You know what I mean? But again, you have to be able to have discernment and decipher. Okay, I, this is somebody that I respect, and that's somebody who is actually they are doing things, they're making moves, and I can actually learn from this person. That's right. Okay, then oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to you because I'm like I need. It's like you have to be, and you have to be a sponge. And you have to, like I said, have mentors. Like I'm, I'm listening to all these ladies and and everybody else, and it's just like you have to be able to soak in this knowledge and be open, and you know, because you're constantly growing and learning. But again, in this business, you're going to have people who are just going to just try to just shit all over your project yeah. just because. And you have to be like, you know what? That's just what it is. Let me not, you know, let me pull stop and, and just ignore it because you know it's just coming from a negative place. But again, it's, you know, it's a, it's a have to have a balance. and You got to yeah. sift through it. You, you got to sift through it. I think yeah. also with critiques, like, it has to fit your vision. That's so right. You have to, you have to decide if the critique really... It, right. If you want to use it. Right. Um, it, it might be really good information, but does it really go with where you want your yeah. film yeah, to go? That's true too. Mm -hmm. And so you have to trust yourself also mm -hmm. as much as you trust the people yes. who are Absolutely. giving you critique and criticism. But sometimes you gotta cut little darlings too though. There are things that you are really attached to as a yes, writer yes. and you don't wanna let it go and it makes perfect sense yeah. to let it go. Yeah. And you gotta let it go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, you got I'm, yeah. I think I'm bipolar to everyone when it comes to that. So I believe that 5% of everything that someone says, if it's criticism or if it's just negative, is true in a sense. Um, it might not be the greatest way that they said it, 
Um, but I believe that the only way that we've gotten better is because I'm like, tell me what you think. And I might not agree with anything that you say, but something in there we can pull from. That's a good point, um, too. We personally send out before it, before it goes to, so for example, normally you would sit in a room and you watch, let people see it. They give you a reaction. Every film and stuff like that goes through like it. Like a focus group. Yeah, they'll thing. figure out the focus group. Mm-hmm. Does that piece work? Does that, that piece work? We send our stuff to people who are in higher positions than us and say, can you tell us what you think? Um, we're always asking, what do you think? Um, not because we want you to tell us that it's amazing, but honestly, because we want you to poke holes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a short film called the, the short film Plan B, and we had um, we sent it over to uh, Lena Waits Production Company, mm-hmm. and they gave us a lot of critique. And so they, the cool way that they do it is they have three different people with three different opinions <coughs> and three different ways that they're going to critique it here and why. So some people did, some people didn't agree on the way that we we, we addressed the, the topic of abortion, that kind of thing. It's nothing I can do about it. That's you know, we gave three different ways to address it. You don't agree with it. That I, we can't do anything. But we understand that's your demographic. That's not the demographic we're trying to reach. But then somebody else broke it down. It's like this is the only thing that it was missing. You know, the protagonist was better than the antagonist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think just in general, the more you share it, not just with people. For me, not just for people who I who, who I know and I trust, but people who don't know anything about us, mm-hmm. um, because they'll be like, "Oh, this was okay and this wasn't great." Um, and but I that's think, what I get when I do yeah. readings. No, when I yeah, do, readings, do readings, the audience, yeah, it, it, it tells me, and yeah. I do, I do take the notes yeah. because if more than I two agree. or three people tell you the same mm-hmm. thing, you need to change. You need to change. Right. Right. Never yeah, become so yeah. For me, never become so attached to your project that you, you can't change anything. Yeah. Right. Like right. certain yeah. things, I'm just like, I'm not changing that. But certain things, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's a too. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You just made your character come back alive because I was killing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You add that into the line I totally agree. Um, I'm first and foremost uh, with trusting yourself and your gut. Normally, we know what's mm-hmm. right and we know what we should do. And then, like was it was mentioned before, people will give you criticism and say certain things, but sometimes you just have to stick with mm-hmm. what works for you. I mean, it could come from a place of love. That's great. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then there are some instances where you like, yeah, I, I really think I need to change it. I actually watched it in the edit and I knew I needed to change right. it, that's but right. I had to get it out there. Yeah, so I yeah, yeah. It out yeah. There. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it comes down to like uh, criticisms, if somebody could, if it's on YouTube or whatever, I'll like their criticism. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> like, I'm like, cool. I mean, I'm glad you took the time out of your day to look at me and want to critique me. That means I'm special. Right, right. So and I don't look at it as, you know, because some people are just nasty just to be nasty. Mm-hmm. Right. And those are the people that I like their comment because I know what. It burns them up. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. kindness. You never want to let them see you sweat. Right. Yeah. So they're just so you, yeah. Sarcastic Good job, baby. Thank so you. That's just how yeah. I do it. I'm a little bit weird like that. No, that's right. But at the end of the day, I think you just have to trust yourself and your gut. Mm-hmm. And I would love to get something to Lena Waste Production Company one day. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram is them, amazing. I know. To have them mm-hmm. critique it, though. Just I ask them. If you're going to make it I ask everybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 they never even thought to even ask. No, I, I ask. You can submit it. Yeah, that's phenomenal. You can submit it. You yeah. can do blacklist. Oh, blacklist. You, yeah. I'm on the blacklist. The blacklist. If you do I'm on the blacklist, blacklist, you can get reviewed. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I guess from the programming perspective, I write a lot of critique. I watch a lot of critique. <laughs> and I write like a lot of critique. Yeah. Honestly, every time I watch a film, I always want a film to succeed. Yeah. Like I always want it to do really well, and yeah. I'm always super excited. Like, 
This is gonna be the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> That's sweet, you know. I need your like, when your heart. it comes to the writing of the critique, like either I don't know. I always feel like I'm either disappointed or like super happy. With yeah. The Again, it's always like editing things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's never, it's never really like. And I think as somebody who writes a lot of critiques, you have to think about like I can't really change what the story is gonna be about mm -hmm. or like the intent of the filmmaker, but what I can. Like that camera angle was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, that editing was terrible. The music was. But that's good. Bad. Like so. And people need to know that. I hope yeah, you write that stuff. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That's a good critique. But those are good critiques. Yeah. Those are really yeah. substantial, and you right. know what to do with that. Right. And you know how to fix it. You know? And if you don't know how to fix it, you know how to research to fix it next right. time. Yeah. Right. yeah. We are out of time. Hey. That was part four and the conclusion of the series, a conversation with by the Independent Film Association of Philadelphia and my friend Floyd Marshall Jr. Thanks again for allowing me to rebroadcast your show. And as a special bonus, tune in next for the Q&A. And a special thank you to you, my listener, for following along with us at the Expert Process Podcast. Please bear with us as we continue to grow and fine-tune the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to reach out with any suggestions, show ideas, or guest referrals. You can email me at smith.durante at gmail.com. Again, that's smith.durante, D-E-R-O-N-T-E, at gmail.com. And as always, love, peace, and fish grease. And I'm out. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. For only the best show notes, links, classes, and more, go to theexpertprocess.com or follow us on Facebook at The Expert Process or hit us up on Instagram at The Expert Process. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share.